Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. Check out this episode. If you're a first-time listener, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy this episode, leave us a five-star review. Today's episode, we're talking about evolving your business and how if you aren't constantly iterating, making tweaks, making changes to your business, you're probably going to get left behind. All that and more on today's episode. Stay tuned. Here comes your good advice. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. I hope you're doing well today. Uh, it's currently late February on an icy, cold day. I have a bit of a, an ice storm here in Northwest Arkansas. And as things typically go in the South, you get a sniff of, of ice, um, the slightest showing of snow, and pretty much everything shuts down today. So... I had a very, very busy Wednesday lined up, and uh, I don't think a single meeting actually happened today because of the weather. So uh, all that to say, my wife is from Kansas City, and she has shared with me as much that, um, you know, snow or ice or whatever, things just continue on. So it's kind of weird being down here, but... Despite all that, it's uh, I'm wrapping up the day and I wanted to jump on the podcast and just share some things that I've been thinking about for business. I just talked about a concept in my newsletter today, uh, which you can always check out on the website. You can get signed up on the newsletter. Um, I have a newsletter that goes out every Monday called This Week's Good Advice. And uh, it's not a sales newsletter. It's just literally, hey, here's some good advice for your week. So I always try to share a concept I try to share um, real life examples, things that I'm reading about. Uh, last week, I read a, I uh, read about a business who basically um, someone was being hired for a startup, and the startup founder asked him to pay, uh, I think it was five thousand dollars as a trust fee for joining the business. So it was uh, somebody joining a business where they would have to pay to join, which. Sounds like an MLM or something like that. I'm not sure. So sometimes I read crazy, zany stories like that, and I just got to jump on the podcast and talk about it and say, hey, in case you were wondering, don't do this. And other times I just want to share something that I've just begun to notice in conversations with other people. Uh, a friend of mine, she celebrated uh, five years with her business just a couple of weeks ago, maybe a few weeks ago. And in our conversations, um, I was thinking about how, you know, in five years, a lot can happen. Um, a lot can change over five years. I think about for my own business, you know, my business has been around for three and a half years now, and it's amazing how different it is compared to day one of the business. Now, all things considered, like in the macro of good advice, it's still good advice. Um, I haven't changed industries you know, I don't sell, um, you know, random products now. I'm not like a merch store. 
it ultimately the the business has always been about helping business owners be more successful, helping business owners make more money uh, for larger businesses, manage their teams better. You know, these are things that have they've always been true about the business. They always will be true about the business. One of the things, though, that has changed, and this is really the concept for the podcast today, is understanding that it's okay for your business to evolve, sometimes in your own eyes, very drastically. And I say that because in many cases as a business owner, we are very averse to making changes on how we talk about our products, how we talk about our services. And this is somewhat understandable because whenever we first start our business, no one has any idea what the heck we do or what the heck we sell. So to change that and even change that on like a regular pacing, naturally any business owner would be pretty fearful of that. Cause it's like, well, I mean, how am I supposed to build any kind of momentum if I'm always changing what I sell and what I do? And that's, that's a fair concept. That's a fair, um, excuse me, it's a fair apprehension. What I'm talking about, though, is understanding that the business journey, it's not about, okay, it's Monday, I'm starting my business, I'm going to set up my shop, open the store, what have you, and then you know, a customer comes in and buys from me. And then five years later, they are swinging back through town. They stop into my, my store again and they have the same experience, the same meal. Um, they buy the same product, you know, whatever it is that you sell. This is something that simply doesn't happen. I think sometimes we think that it does because there are national brands out there like McDonald's, for example, where, they put incredible effort into making sure that no matter where you go to a McDonald's, the food tastes the same, you have a similar experience, the branding's very similar, the store design is somewhat similar. And in many cases, we think that our own business has to emulate that. That must be the right thing to do, right? I think what actually happens is whatever you start with on day one of your business, I think many of us have a similar story of, you know, year five rolling around and being like, wow, my business is a lot different from day one. Now, like in the macro, again, like I talked about good advice in the macro, it's, it's, I'm still helping businesses. You know, people conceptually understand this is a business that gives good advice and hopefully can help you in my business. Us who are in it, those of us who are actually like in the weeds of our business, um, I think many of us would look back and say, wow, the business has really changed a lot. And that's a good thing. That's something that should happen if your business is becoming more successful. Here's why I say this is because the product you sell, or rather, let's back up a little bit. Let's zoom out, I guess. The business that is ultimately successful, where there's customers who, you know, you have enough customers to pay the bills, um, it's self-sustaining, and maybe even you're able to give yourself a paycheck, Um, you know, that version of the business. So you have that business, and then you have the business that you started, like day one of the business 
with, you know, imagine that first day you woke up and you said, I'm going to sell X. Well, there's actually a, a pretty significant gap between that successful business and the business you start. And I'm not so much talking about like learning how to run a business. I'm not even so much talking about like the organization of running a business. Um, Cause naturally you learn things about running a business. Like you discover something like Calendly. And so you're like, wow, I can book all of my appointments automatically rather than, you know, doing phone tag or email tag. So I mean, naturally you're discovering things that help your business run more efficiently, but I don't necessarily mean that. What I'm really talking about is the evolving, the, the evolution of your business as you discover what your customers really want. And this is actually something that it's, it's a real pain point for businesses because many times whenever we start a business, in fact, I've talked to dozens, if not more, maybe even a hundred people over the years who are incredibly excited about their business. And they all have a very similar flaw in their description of what they're going to sell. They say something like, I'm gonna sell X, Y, or Z, and people are going to love it. I know for sure it's amazing. I know for sure it's going to work. I know that it solves this problem without a doubt, and all I need to do is launch it. It's a bit of a, um, you know, it's, it's not... It's not bad to have a little bit of ego for your business or confidence for what you sell. But what typically happens is when you get into an industry and you start to sell something, you realize that it's actually not so cut and dry. Maybe your customers, the way they view that problem, maybe they view it drastically differently than you do. Uh, maybe they're aware of the problem, but they just don't really see the value in solving it like you do. There's a lot of missteps that can happen in the early days of your business. And I'll give you one example. Um, for me, whenever I started Good Advice, I was coming from a consulting company where I was an executive coach and I was teaching and training people to be more effective leaders and managers. And the concept from this was that if, if you can be a better boss, your people will be happier, more engaged, and higher performing employees. In fact, they're going to make you more money. I thought this was an important concept because a lot of times owners, they choose between, do I invest in my people or do I invest in profits for the business? The ultimate takeaway that I was trying to do in my business or my previous business that I was working for was helping owners, owners understand that they weren't mutually exclusive but when you invest in your people, profits go up. So when I started Good Advice, I would talk about this service of this training service as um, I'll help you develop high profit cultures. Now, the problem with this is that, uh, in fact, I was actually in a conversation with a business owner on, on this service. And she was like, you know, we I really don't talk about my culture that way. I don't really call it a high profit culture. Like I get what you're saying, but I just don't, I don't describe it that way. And it's a bit odd that I even went that direction either, because in the plenty of customers I had had in my previous company, I had never heard anyone speak about it that way. But for whatever reason, in like the creativity of starting my business, I was like, yeah, high profit culture. That makes a lot of sense. 
So I start having this conversation with people and I get this point of feedback that's like, hey, this doesn't really make a lot of sense. I don't really talk about this that way. And I started to realize, okay, I need to change how I describe the business. I need to change how I describe the service. Many of us go through something like this. Like we, we know exactly what we sell, but we're not sure what really, how we really describe it or how we talk about it. Um, maybe we don't always know how to package it. You know, we envision a certain kind of packaging and then customers get it, they receive it and they say, eh, this doesn't really, you know, doesn't really gel with me. I don't really like this. It's normal for your brand to evolve. In fact, if you aren't constantly iterating on your brand, you're probably gonna get left behind because other competitors, they're listening to customers, they're talking to customers, and they're letting that customer feedback drive the evolution of their business. I think this is a real pain point for business owners because many times we simply don't want to talk to customers. I actually talked to someone who, he said, yeah, I wanna get more sales, but I don't wanna talk to anyone. Like, do you know a way for me to get customers to my website and for me to never speak to them? Which I admire his um, desire to make money while he sleeps, but I just thought, you know, for just the customer experience, you at least wanna say thank you. You at least wanna say, hey, yeah, thanks for buying from me. Um, otherwise, you are just, you know, a purely transactional service, which doesn't do great for repeat revenue. But I've noticed that many times people don't like talking to customers. They don't like the sense of rejection where I was on a call one time with a guy who I was pitching him on some coaching services um, and I told him the price. And typically, you know, it's not uncommon for things to be two, three, four thousand dollars um, sometimes even higher actually. And I don't remember what I had, had quoted him, but it was in that range. And he says, you know, it basically does like what any salesperson is typically hears, which is like, oh man, I don't know. I, and I asked him outright, I said, well, is it, is it because you don't see the value in the services? Is it like, I'm trying to guide him in some better feedback because I don't want to get off the phone with this person without knowing where did I misstep? And he says, you know, I just honestly don't see that kind of value in what you're going to help me do. It's an important piece of feedback. A lot of people don't like having these conversations because it can be painful to be told what you see as your baby, to be told that actually it's really not that cute of a kid. Um, it's actually not that, uh, sorry, my dog is whimpering. Um, <laughs> she's, she's in here with me, but she doesn't want to be, so she's whimpering at the door. I don't know if you can hear her. But we don't always like being told that our baby's ugly. You know, that million dollar baby that we just think is going to change the industry. And then people look at it and they say, eh, nah, it's okay, I guess. Or one of my favorite excuses is when an owner says, well, you, you just didn't get it. You know, you just didn't get it. And it's like, no, I got it. I just, you know, it's kind of meh. Or another, <laughs> another one that I see explained is, well, you're just not my target customer. It's like, no, I am your target customer. It just isn't as valuable as you think it is. So these things go hand in hand, seeking customer feedback, listening to what they say, um, and then letting that drive the iterative process of your business. In some cases, people 
another reason they're they're hesitant to do this is because we think that our brand should really be constant in order to build like awareness and momentum, which is totally understandable. Um, you know, if you look at like Pepsi or any other, there's plenty of examples like this, but you look at like um, how their their logo has changed over the last 40, 50, 60 years, and they're just tiny, small tweaks. So you can see that and be like, oh, well, I, I really can't change my business. I really can't do this kind of thing. And when I hear a small business tell me this, my response is usually like, yeah, you're not Pepsi. You don't have millions of customers. You don't have millions of people who are lining up to buy your product. You probably have a select few who love your business and are repeat buyers. You have a, a bit of a wider band of people who maybe bought from you once before. And then you have a slightly smaller, uh, so, excuse me, a slightly wider band of people who are interested but just haven't quite bought yet. These people aren't following your product on a day-to-day basis. And so now is really the time to play and to test and to innovate, to see what works, to see what people care about. And then once you find that secret sauce, once you find that lightning in a bottle service where people go crazy for it, that's when you could really mold and shape your brand around it. So be open to that kind of stuff. Be optimistic about making those tweaks and changes. Because if you make a tweak, you make a change and people don't go crazy for it, you can always change it again. So the early days of business are incredibly iterative and it's okay for your business to evolve. In fact, you should be evolving your business or really you aren't, um, you just aren't really making the changes you probably need to make to get your business where you want it to be here in the next year, two years, three years, or what have you. So that's my advice for today. I appreciate you checking out the podcast. We update three times a week. Don't be a stranger. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. You're following the podcast so we can keep bringing you good advice wherever you are. Also, don't forget we have a Patreon. You can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash goodadvice. If you want to support the podcast and continue to promote the good work that we're doing here. Hey, I appreciate you listening. I'll catch you later. See ya.